Let's read Luke. Luke. Let's look to Luke chapter 15. I'll begin reading from verse 17. I may drop out to verse 24, but I don't want you to stop reading. Um, go through this today. I'm introducing a series stylishly today. Oh my God. You all need to come to first service. It's usually very powerful. And that's what Mujuna says second service is better. You know why? Because you guys are pushing for third service. The hall is already full. You're pushing for third service. And I'm a young man with two little children. <laughs> so all you, all you just give us a land that you're not using around. Let's get a bigger venue. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Let's read together at count of three. One, two, three. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father? Father. Thank you. Come on. Come on. Twenty-four. Let's read together for this song. I want to share something with you this morning. Is justification comes with restoration. You can call it justification for restoration, or restoration from justification. But the concept is every time God restores you, He doesn't just restore you. It comes from justification. And every time you receive justification, what comes with justification is restoration. What is the meaning of justification? I'm glad you asked. There's the Greek word, there's the Hebrew word, there's the Aramaic word of justification. But the easiest way to put it to you is just as if you never did it. Just as if you never did it. Look at your neighbor and tell them for me, I'm justified. Okay, that neighbor is still guilty, so find another neighbor. <laughs> Say, I'm justified. Then find that neighbor that has your record and tell them, I know you know the record, but I'm justified. <laughs> Say, I know you have the video, but I'm justified. <laughs> you, you went, you traveled to look for your neighbor. He's always... He gave your video, so you tell and say, I know you have the video, but I am justified. Father, thank you for the kind of teaching, the unction that makes teaching and preaching easy. Throw your weight in this building. Do your bidding. Glorify your son as he's revealed in this room. Let lives be changed. And let's come into great restoration. And we are ready for more spirit of God. We are ready for more, Spirit of God. Lord, we are ready for more by your Spirit. Do your bidding, keep the heavens opened. Be glorified, my Father. In Jesus' matchless name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You ready for this one?
It will bless you if just something light. You know, we had a lot of, just, just want to give you something light this morning. I say this to you all the time. Yeah, something light is light. Just, yeah, it's light, yeah. Something that is light. Yeah, so, and you take light, your life becomes a delight. Yeah. You understand that? It's too early. I say this to you all this, every Sunday. The purpose of theology is for Christology. The purpose of Christology is for soteriology. I'm going to say that again. The purpose of theology is for Christology. The purpose of Christology is for soteriology. So theology is designed to bring you to Christology. Christology is then designed to bring you to soteriology. What is theology? The study and the knowledge of God. What is Christology? The role of Christ. What is soteriology? Salvation to mankind. So every time you read your Bible, you are supposed to find the role of Christ because you cannot know God outside of Christ. Christ is the compass and the boundaries of the revelation of God. Christ is the compass and the boundary of the revelation of God. So every time you are trying to find God out of Christ, you are playing off key. Anytime you're trying to find God out of Christ, you'll be messing up. Because Christ is not the younger version of God. Christ is God. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Everlasting Father, the Mighty God. So Christ is the Mighty God. Christ is not small letter God. And God is big let no that's not who he is christ is god you cannot know god out of outside of christ christ is the word of god christ so the bible has a bias jesus is the bias of the scriptures jesus is the bias of the scriptures the bible says in john 5 you search the scriptures because in them you think you will find eternal life but i am he who they testify of he says john 5 verse 39 no you're not there he says you search the scriptures for in them you think you find eternal life but they are they which testify of me and you refuse me and you are reading the scripture so there are people who go to the bible just to get bible knowledge wisdom and they have refused to accept jesus you are missing the point because you cannot refuse jesus and read your bible because jesus is the word of god the bible is a book jesus is the word of god that's why your bible can fall to the ground but jesus cannot fall to the ground the word of god cannot fall to the ground the bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was with him in the beginning all things were made by him and without him was anything made that was in him was life and the life was the light of men so Jesus is the word of God Jesus is what God wanted to say Jesus is what God wanted to say so after Jesus after God said Jesus there was nothing else to say because Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is God. Jesus. So, Pastor, you know, he's just nice, but he really, is he, is he born again? No, now, but you know, he's, see, his heart is uh, such a good guy. Very nice, like, you know, you know like he's, his name is Mustafa, he's a Muslim. So, you know, so everybody, see, let me tell you, it's, 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 not, it's not God. If it's not Jesus, it's not God. It's a deity that you are talking to. 
If it's not Jesus, K-N-O-W, Jesus, K-N-O-W, God, N-O, Jesus, N-O, God, fly away, Jesus, fly away, God, come back, Jesus, come back, God. It's really that simple. You need a pastor to confuse you. So if you're not knowing Jesus, you can't know God. It's when you know Jesus and know the role of Christology, it brings you to soteriology, which brings you to the mind, the intention of God. I told first service this morning that the summary of the Bible in its entirety and totality is W, 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 finish. The will of the Father, the work of the Son, and the witness of the Spirit, finish. That's the entirety and the totality of this Bible. Uh, I gave you a doctorate summary. You're not clapping well. The will of the Father, the work of the Son, and the will. What is the will of the Father? That the Son should die. That becomes the work of the Son. What is the Spirit witnessing? The Son died. And this is the will of the Father. That's it. So every time you read the Bible and you don't see the will of the Father, you don't see the work of the Son, you don't see the witness of the Spirit, you haven't read properly. You will see historiology, you will see anthropology, but you didn't see Jesus. And Jesus is the bias of the Scripture. Jesus is the explanation of all things. Jesus is the accurate and absolute interpretation of the Scriptures. So when you read the Bible, the Bible is a sacred document for salvation. Oh, God. Oh. oh you, you, you think? And that, from a child, thou hast known the, whole, the Hagios Graphe, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So the Bible is not a book to learn how to make it in life. Mark Zuckerberg didn't go to church to learn how to make it in life. Bill Gates or Elon Gates, if you add both of them together. They didn't go to church. So you don't come to church and say, okay, want to learn how to make it in life. No, we come to church because we've made it in Christ. I want to feed in Christ. It's not to make it in life. Go to Lagos Business School. Go study business. It's not a place for business seminar. Four keys to grow your business. That's not what we do on Sunday morning. Upon this revelation, I will build my church. What is the revelation? Thou art Christ, the son of the living God. So the scripture has its purpose. When purpose is not known, misuse is inevitable. So scriptures are sacred document for the revelation of Christ. So when you read the scripture, theology, it brings you to Christology, the role of Christ. And then that pushes you to what? Soteriology. Salvation in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. You plan to know God outside of Christ? You go enter bush. You go enter bush. It's clear. One man should, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the, no man. It's clear English. Comes to the Father. There are no many ways to the Father. There is one way. Jesus is the love language of God. You can't love God outside of Jesus. Relationship. So you're trying to love your wife with your own love language. It's not going to work. You must learn her love language to love her in her love language. Jesus is the love language of God. You trying to love God outside of Jesus. You're wasting your time. You're listening to me. And how do you love God? By receiving what Jesus did for you. Not by doing something. We love him because he first loved us. 
So the believer doesn't boast of your love for God. We always boast of his love for us. Have you been able to love your wife and your father and mother? Finish. That you want to just jump and love God. So how do you love God? By receiving his love. Because man does not have love to give to God. Why am I going here this morning though? Man doesn't have love to give to God. That's why the heart sign is not the love sign. No. The heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That cannot become love sign. What is the love sign? The cross is the love sign. For God demonstrated his love in that whilst we are sinners, Christ died for us. Not I hurt you, I cross you. So death, dying on the cross, that's the sign of love. So man doesn't have love to give to God. So you can't love God. So what does God do? God gives you enough of his love to you because God cannot take anything man cannot come to God. So God gives you enough God that you have enough God to give him God back. What is love? Not that we loved him, but that he loved us and died for us. Now we now love him because he first loved. So you must receive his love accurately before you can dispense his love, his love adequately. Accurately. So you can't. So every time you miss Jesus, you miss God. Give me Philippians 2 verse 6. Let me show you something. Oh my God, Philippians 2 verse 6. Philippians 2 verse 6. Who although, being essentially one with God, can you read? And in the form of, watch this, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God, God. Jesus possesses the fullness of the attributes. That means if you remove Jesus from the equation, you don't have God. You have a deity. That's what you have, which make God, God. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? This is powerful. This is powerful. So you know last week I told you about the, the shadow, the picture, and the x-ray. Come on, are you, are you in church? The shadow, Old Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the picture, epistles, the x-ray. You missed it? Let's do it again. The, the Old Testament, which is Genesis, to Exodus, oh God, which is actually Exodus to Malachi, because Genesis is New Testament interrupted by law. I'll show you in a bit. So, but for the purpose of contextualization, Genesis to Malachi, Old Testament shadow, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John cannot be New Testament, because the Bible says until the testator dies, the testament is not active. So the New Testament is not Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's in the epistles. So what you have in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and a large portion of Acts is eyewitness account of Jesus, which is very powerful because it substantiates God in Christ. Humanity. But that is not the core of our message. Our message is on his death, his burial. You didn't hear me. His death. His burial and resurrection. Let me give you an assignment. I said it's the first service. Go check your Bibles. Bible scholars in this place. You will never find in the epistles where any of the apostles, Paul, Cardinal Apostle, Peter, Petros, Pauline, Petros, John 9, where they highlighted any of Jesus' parables. 
<laughs> you know, we say like daddy said, like prof said, none of them preach beatitudes. Because Jesus was not speaking to believers. He was speaking to unbelievers. The man did a disclaimer before he died. There are many things I want to tell you. But you cannot bear them. So I will go and send the alus paracletes, the same of the spirit, and he shall bring you into all truth. But what I really want to tell you, you don't have capacity to handle it. I can't put video in Nokia 3310. It doesn't have the ability to receive it. So Jesus was not speaking to believers. He was speaking to unbelievers, Jews. So he was speaking under the law. That's why you will not find any, any of the apostles highlighting what Jesus said. They highlighted what he came to do, his death. <laughs> his burial and his resurrection. They didn't say like Jesus said, you will not find it. Paul never used that term. But what he came to do, he died. He was buried. So they preached Christ. They didn't preach man of Galilee. <laughs> uh, is this too deep for second service? First service got it. They didn't preach Galilee man. They Paul says we preach Christ, Corinthians, and him crucified. Not Christ, the one who walked on water. Who? Oh, we preach Christ crucified. Not the one who walked on water. Not Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth is real, is, is here okay? Christian religious knowledge. They preach Christ. They didn't say he walked on water. As powerful as Jesus' miracles were, he didn't come to do miracles. He came to die. All those other things were extracurriculum activities. Jara, jara and samples for us to know what we can do. Samples and for us to know that we can do this. But what he came to do, he came to Because if he performed those miracles and did not die, failed. So essentially, we preach Christ and him what? Crucified. Not Galilee man. So Mary gave birth. Mary gave birth to Jesus but received Christ. So Mary didn't say, ah, I'm the yaloja of this um, ministry. She went up to the upper room in Acts to receive. They said Mary and Jesus' brethren. That's not disciple. All I was talking about Jude and James. Other children that came out of Mary through Joseph. Siblings. They didn't do see finish. They went and received Christ in the upper room. These all continued one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brethren. They went to receive Christ. So Mary, it's the CROK knowledge, Paul, that tells us that Mary gave birth to Jesus. You will find it in scripture. The word became flesh. <laughs> That's revelation knowledge, not Christian religious knowledge. The word was made manifest. So even Mary knew that the time Jesus came out from her matrix, she can't explain it. It was divine. Because you can't give birth to God. God came out of her. So God chose the virgin womb as his changing room, born by the zeal of God to die for us. 
You can't give back to God. You have to be God to give back to God. Okay, let me enter the trouble full blown. Jesus never called Mary mother. Never called Mary mother. Only Mary pray for. He's not praying for you. He's not mother of God. Me, never called. She always called her woman. Only Mary mother of God. Nobody's the mother of God. God is the mother of God. Stop it. Pray for us. Jesus is praying for Mary. You are telling Mary to pray for you. For he intercedes for us. See, somebody just stoned me. What are you talking about? So you talk, Mary, in, every time, woman, what do I have to do with you? Woman. The only time he called Jesus mother, he was not talking to himself on the cross. Mother, behold thy son. Son. He didn't say, mother, behold your sons. Mother, behold your son. I was talking to John. John, take care of mother. Me, I be Jesus. The, he knew exactly who he was. Yes, Mary was the channel. It doesn't make Mary our intercessor. Are you? When the Bible says we have Christ, who makes intercession for us? So where did you get it from? Is Galilee Church? Let me show you something in the book of Acts. Let me show you some Act. Give my scripture in Acts 10, I think from verse 38. Fantastic. Oh, I love this verse 38. Good to see you. I was looking for you. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who, this is Peter preaching. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. This scripture, keep, 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 keep it at 38. Very powerful. Because it substantiated the nature of God in Christ. That God went around doing good. Did not go around destroying people. Did not go around calling fire from heaven. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. So God cannot send a demon to you to teach you a lesson. Or send you an affliction to build your faith. God knows they use devil method correct in Peking. Are you listening to me? He says, for God was with him. That means every time God knows they use devil method correct in Peking. When I was warning somebody, I would deal with this man. I told him, I said, anytime God wants to flog his, flog his child, don't be the Keno. Just sidebar. Don't choose not to be the king. Sila. See, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil? For, so anytime God is with you or God is at work, what do you find? Good, healing, all manner of people, not evil. Not evil. Say, you know, God, God has different sides, you know. Sometimes he can just wake up and be angry. I said, this one has mood swings. 
when the Bible says there is no variableness. No shadow of turning. Say, no, God, can be, today can be consuming fire, tomorrow it can be loving father. Which kind of father is that? What kind of bipolar behavior is that? Schizophrenia. Today can just be this. God is love. Period. And love thinks no evil. So God thinks no evil. Don't stress me. Go and read my book. So, see, next verse. So, Peter is preaching, and Peter said that thing, powerful. And he went, and we are witness of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Je the Holy Ghost didn't like this talk. Like that. Whom they slew and hung on the tree. Death. So, he has moved from what Jesus did on earth to death. Next verse, 40. And God raised him on the third day, burial and resurrection. And showed him openly. Next verse, 41. Not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before God. Even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. 42. And he commanded us to preach unto the people. Watch this. To testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick, living and dead. 43. Let's see 43. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive. See the scripture. So Paul, Peter started from Galilee man. How Jesus moved around, did miracles. The Holy Ghost was just waiting. This guy entered gospel now. Talk about remission of sins. Talk about forgiveness of sins. Preach the real message. Next verse. While Peter yet spoke this word, the Holy Ghost. As Peter started speaking about remission of sins, forgiveness of sins, the Holy Ghost said, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. Fair. When he was talking about the miracles, the Holy Ghost said, not be that one we come do. Because you know there are people who just like miracles. Signs and wonders, fire. The pastor didn't get short temper. Some people say, ah, he's young, he's young, he not really know. Knowledge doesn't respond to age. The age of the lie never will make it truth. Never. The miracle. With due respect to Jesus, Moses had more miracles than Jesus. <laughs> Jesus fed 5,000 people. Moses, now what for you? Every morning, bah, manna, pearl, chop bread, fresh. See the oats. Jesus walked on water. Moses, Red Sea. Fish, nothing in the waka, full blown. So if you're looking for miracles, you will miss God. If you want to know God, look at Christ, what he has done, the finished work, you can't miss him. Because any demon can tell you your father's name, your mother's name, where your mother was born, what happened to you. Say, oh, he just tell me everything. What, what is that? Anybody can tell you that. Has he shown you Christ? So you don't know a gathering by the prophetic word, you know a gathering by the revelation of Jesus. You don't know a church by the prophetic word, by the revelation of Jesus. Now, I believe that's only good. Somebody just vomit typhoid. Somebody vomit cancer. Everything. 
is magic show religion. But that's what African likes. Something that we engage our mind. And we say, yeah, yeah, very powerful. Are you learning anything? Because miracles won't grow you. The gospel grows you. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Miracles will aid you. Aging is automatic. Growth is intentional. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Hope you are. Hope you are. So, when he preached forgiveness of sins, the Holy Ghost showed up. Forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1 verse 7. Let me rest, rest to a close. Ephesians 1 verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the... Oh, come on. Say it loud. Who oh, say, say it loud. So the believer does not beg for forgiveness. The believer is already forgiven. Already, you are eternally, according to the riches of his grace. Keep the scripture. According to, wow. According, because when I have $50 billion, these people don't like me, let me come here. So when I get 100 billion pounds, yes. If I tell somebody I'm going to give you out of my riches, I can give you $50. Because I said out of my riches. But he has not forgiven us out of his riches. He has forgiven us according. That means God forgave you with everything that he has. Everything that he owns. Everything that he controls. Message puts it this way. He aggressively forgives us. I don't forgive you. That means God is shouting every day. I don't forgive you. If you don't want it, I'll give you. When I'm not, I've forgiven you. I'm never angry with you. Because Jesus paid the price on the cross. Because God exhausted his anger on Jesus on the cross. So God has no bad belly, no beef against you. Because Jesus took your punishment. What religion wants you to do is pay to what Christ has paid for. And you can't pay to what Christ has paid for. That's why it's called finished work, not suspended work. When he died, he didn't say to be continued. He said, it is finished. 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 Give me Colossians 1.14. Give me Colossians 1.14. The same verse. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So because of the, the finished work on the cross of Calvary, God has no anger. Because God was never angry with man. God was angry with sin. I need you to hear, for God so loved thee, Oh, I can hear you. Not the church. For God so loved thee. So God was never angry with man. God was angry with sin. So sin caused the separation between God and man. So God brought his son to end that separation. And killed his son for your sins. So that he can never be angry with you. For the Bible says he pleased him to bruise Jesus on the cross. Pleased him to bruise Jesus on the cross. Oh, I got that scripture. I understand the scripture. So when my daughter was eight, eight months old, in that phase where if you're a mother, they just start eating anything. Anything, they It's like they are teething us or anything. For some reason, I'm ironing on the bed about to leave. She's on the other side of the bed. So I'm going, I don't know what happened. Maybe one of you people called me. I went to pick my phone. As I picked my phone, she was running towards the iron. And I know once she gets the iron, the next thing 
is her mouth. So what I did, I dived in front of her and the iron. The iron did hurt me, but I was pleased that it was not my child. So God, it pleased him to bruise himself. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. So he took the judgment so that you will never have this pain anymore. Tell the neighbor, I am forgiven. Say it loud, I am forgiven. One more time, shout it, I am forgiven. So God has no anger. There's no anger. There's no beef. There's no beef. You, we come boldly to the throne of grace. I, I'm trying to get you to understand. We come boldly. God is not angry with you. My daughter comes straight to my room and just starts hitting the door. Woo, woo, woo. As far as she's concerned, she owns me. She will tell her mother, this is my father. She'll be shouting, this is my husband. I'll be there like this. Because anyone you choose, you enter one chance. She move boldly. And then you and I come. Hey, is daddy home? That's how we come for God. Is daddy there? Is he in a good mood today? Eh? Father, I'm not ready to come into your presence. Get out. Since you don't know that you are worthy. When you are sure, come back. Let those of us who know that because of what Christ has done, we can come body. Let us stay and lambano and receive forgiving. Eternally forgiven. Forgiven. I just hope you grasp this. Because one of the biggest strongholds with the church is guilt. Guilt. It's guilt. You think it's fornication. No, it's guilt. If there's anything the fornication does, it will create guilt. That's guilt. Yes, guilt. It's more guilt. Then it holds you down. No guilt in life, no fear in death. You know that, son? So you must understand, I'm not guilty. I'm not guilty. I'm forgiven. See, God is angry. And, you know, and we just like that whole vengeance thing. The vengeance of God. Full series. You, a church. The vengeance of God. Don't let God be angry with you. You want to taste the anger of God. And they say it with your face like armpit. The wrath of God. The wrath of God has been pacified. God is not angry with you. God has no capacity to produce wrath because you are in Christ. No capacity. For we are not meant for wrath, the wrath of God, but we have been saved by his saving grace. God is not a deity that needs to be appeased. He's a loving father who's already well pleased. Already well pleased. And when they preach this vengeance thing, you know, ah, then they take and play. Because the, the idea of a powerful God is a God who can kill to the African man. Can he kill? Because our deity used to kill. That's how we know that the deity is strong. So when we now come, can he kill? Power is not your ability to kill your enemy. Power is a man killed his son to make his enemy family. That's power. So show me a powerful man is a man who can die. Not a man who wants to kill. A man who wants to kill or who can kill is weak. Real power is your ability to die. 
For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power. What is the gospel? His death, his burial, and his resurrection. But our idea of power, in the power, if he kill, if you don't, if I be a man of God, die! Say, Adam. That man, he and God, see, not like this, like this. Not knowing that you killing somebody, you're just working for the devil. God has no joy killing somebody who's not born again because he's already dead. But when they preach this vengeance, God has shut up. No, Isaiah chapter 61. Is there? Let's read it. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings. The word there, good tidings, is aphesis. Is what is called deliverance. Aphesis is forgiveness of sins. So deliverance is preached, not conducted. Eh? Unto the meek and had sent me to bind up the broken heart, to, what broken heart said, to proclaim liberty to the captives and, to, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Next verse. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day. Ah, this is the verse. The day. Say it well. Say it like them. Vengeance. Say it. The anger of God. The judgment of God. You know, when this girl, keep the scripture. You know when this girl was killed in the north, what's her name again? Deborah. Oh God. I was livid. I was angry. Way back, oh labs, you should know me. I was going to prepare some apostolic prophetic course. And the Spirit of God said to me, do you know the judgment of God over our killers? I said, what? Salvation. Paul killed the church now. How did God judge Paul? By saving him. I weak like ripe plantain, I weak like dodo. He said, the way to judge them, I will now bring salvation to them. Because it's, it's my will that no man should perish. You see why I hate witchcraft and I deal with witchcraft from a very intelligent perspective. Because after they kill the person, not you, and they repent, God don't forgive them. Because I know the promiscuity of God's grace. So I put boundaries around me by the spirit that will drive you far. Don't use my house to learn how to do witch. Because they didn't say father. It is finished though. So God will not kill your ex. Jesus died for them too. There's a sister here. You've been praying. This is my ex bad. Jesus died for them. If all those prayer works, there's a particular country like that that we voted for, the, for him. Because we thought that his VP, who is our brother, will now become president when he dies. If he had a life, it's a life healthy, looking young, vibrant, vibrant. Today they change organs, tomorrow they change this. They is alive and well. Jesus died for him too. Unfortunately, unfortunately. 
For it's the love of God that brings men to repentance. Not the fear of hell or the punishment of something. No, 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 no. No. For the gospel is a love letter, not a threat message. It's a judgment day. Go, go. No, 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 no. That's not true. A life. So the vengeance of the Lord. So we, we like this. The vengeance of our God. If I want to have comfort. Let's see Jesus' opinion. Let's read Jesus' own. Next. So Jesus comes into the temple in Luke chapter 4. She they wrote about Jesus in Isaiah. Yeah. So Jesus now came to the temple to read his own job description. Because and he's the word of God now. Uh, uh, are you joking? You, he came to define himself now. Uh, to defend himself. Yes now. You wrote something about me. He now said, okay, they wrote something in Isaiah. I want to read it. Now me they talk about I did hear now. So Jesus shows up in the temple in the book of Luke 4. Let's read it together. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, comma, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. What is that? That one means to explain that he had sent me to heal the brokenhearted by preaching Ephesus to the captives. Ephesus is forgiveness of sins. It's not exorcism. Exorcism is different from deliverance. Exorcism is taking the devil out. Oppression and... The believer cannot be possessed because he's already possessed with Christ. The believer can be oppressed out of ignorance and obsessed. But possession is a lie. Christ lives in you. Let's get that clear. You may be suffering affliction from ignorance. So what you need to displace the devil is revelation. And enforcement of that revelation. That's all. That's what we did the whole of six hours yesterday. It says, okay, let's continue. To preach deliverance to the captives, comma, right? And recovering of sight to the blind, comma, to set, the, to set at liberty them that are bruised, what? Next verse. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So that vengeance thing in Isaiah, when Jesus came to read his job description, he deleted it. Next verse. And he closed the book. Why you won't open the book when he closed? Is it your book? Is his book? He closed it. Now you write down. This is the word of God speaking and reading the word of God to us to understand properly the word of God. He closed the book and he gave it and he gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all of them were in the synagogues fasting, looking at him like, ah, ah. Where the vengeance part? Now when this thing entered Nigeria, they opened them again. From Akure, all those places, and then they opened them. the book and sat down. Why are you opening the book? Because you want vengeance. Vengeance. The wrath of the law. Kill him. Destroy you. Don't try me. You don't tight your life will be tight. If you don't give your first fruit, your year is cost. Let God be God. 
Maladie est malade. Alors, vous défiez ici. C'est pas ce dont charge ou dans veste de haut. Justification. What is justification? Because Isaiah and the prophets have grossly misrepresented God. So if you look at Luke, Jesus was traveling and was going to enter into a place and he refused Jesus. He was a short-lived business. He's a champion in that business. And Jesus wanted to stay for two nights and they wanted long stay. So they told Jesus, you know, go feast stay because the Bible says he has set. No, it's the truth. I'm serious. If you read the, yeah, that's what happened. Because he was set to go to Jerusalem. So the, the guys in the hotel said, no. Jesus, no space for you. Guess what Jesus' disciples said to Jesus? This, uh-uh, Jesus. Who is this guy now? Me collect what you They worry you now. Jesus, in the grace. You know, man, who is this? They now said to Jesus, quoting scriptures to Jesus. You are quoting the word of God to the word of God. But anytime you quote it out of context... When the disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them like Elijah did? Next verse. But he turned and rebuked them. Ye know not what manner. That means that thing Elijah did was not the spirit of God. Jesus is making a disclaimer here. Like Elijah just had temper issues. It's Bible. God of Elijah, send down fire. God of Elijah, send it. Hey, God of Elijah. Where is Elijah? Hey. If Elijah comes today, we'll go to finding foundation class. He don't know Bible. He'll go to logic Bible foundation class. He doesn't know the Bible. But we operate in the spirit of Elijah which is not the spirit of God. Another person that confuses us again is Moses. Oh, that one. Hey. Apostle, listen to me. Moses is very powerful. Now, we they use Moses' play, oh. Person died, God, hide the body. It's not a joke. You just, person died, God, hide. Say this one, I get to hide them. These two people I just mentioned, their bodies are not here now. Yes. Elijah, God took him. Yes. Moses, God, hide the body. You think we are playing? <laughs> In the Mount God, Gethsemane, when Jesus was praying, who showed up? Elijah and Moses. Peter opened my let's build three tabernacles. <laughs> One for Elijah. One. The heaven says, shut up. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. Don't listen to these guys. Listen to Jesus. God had to take them out. And the Bible says when they opened his eyes, they saw Jesus alone. Jesus alone. Jesus alone. Jesus alone. alone. Not Jesus with the sprinkle of Elijah. And with the... Jesus alone. Say, but no, people, now stop it. Now the Bible says God spoke to Moses face to face. Really? Where? 
Exodus 33, verse, is it verse 11? And the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. Please, that is just a figure of speech. He never saw the face of God. Never. Give me from verse 17. Let me prove that to you. From verse 17. 17. And the Lord God said unto Moses, I will do this thing. And, spoken, and Moses says, For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Next verse, verse 18. And he said, I beseech thee, Moses, show me. So with all those miracles that Moses had, he didn't have the glory that we have. For Christ in you. But you are praying to be like Moses. Moses is begging God. If I can just be in this generation. To carry this glory. For the glory that have, you have given me. I have given to them. That the world may know. That we are one. Next verse. 18. 19 rather. And he said I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. To merciful to whom I will be merciful. Next verse 20. He said thou cannot see my face. For there is no man see my face and leave. Next verse. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and I shall put you on a rock. So even in the Old Testament, God gave us a shadow and type that the rock is the only access to the Father. I, can we go deep for a while? Just give me... Just, can, we, can we do some deep things? Just give me five minutes. Let's do... Let's, John 1 verse 18. <laughs> I can't get in the problem with this. Jesus speaking. No man has seen God at any time. So Moses didn't see God. No man had seen God at any time. So, Apiflo. So who Moses got to talk to for up there now? Galatians 3 verse 19. Wherefore, there severed the law, it was added because of transgression, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator, Moses. Moses and angels spoke. People, you are not very sure of that. Acts 7.53. I told you I wanted to go deep. You said yes. So let's do it. Who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it? Acts 7.38. This is he, Moses, that was in the church, in the wilderness, with the angel which spoke to him. Who spoke to Moses? Go and read my book. It's outside. It's not far. Outside there. Hebrews 2 verse 2. Let me show you something. Hebrews 2 verse 2. It says, For the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. The word spoken by who? So God has always been good. What happened? God is a constant. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. These people asked God to leave the road that they want to deal with Moses. So Moses became a God to them and God assigned and ordained angels to make his government strong, delegated authority. Before this time, 
God has always been good. It is the modus of the operating system with man that changed, not God. God didn't change. So in Genesis, when man messed up Adam, what did God do? Did God deal with him? God killed the lamb and covered the nakedness of Adam. Showing us in type and shadow that is the lamb of God that can cover the nakedness of man, not fig leaves. Say, but pastor, he drove them out of the garden. Why? Because the tree of life was in the garden. If they had eaten of the tree of life, they would have been eternally condemned. So he was preserving them from eternal condemnation. That's why he took them out of the garden. Because there were two trees in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. So haven't eaten that and you eat the tree of life. It's eternal condemnation. So he was protecting them. Because the first Adam ate with Eve and died. The second Adam ate for Eve. Died the death of Eve that Eve may live again. So who's the second Adam? Jesus. The last Adam came and died by eating the, he became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. So took the punishment, ate the sin. He was not a sinner, he became sin. Fornicator and fornication are not the same. He became sin, iniquity and iniquitous. That we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's how much God did to, to forgive us. Are you listening to me? So if God is really a God of vengeance, let's examine the scripture. Give me Genesis chapter 4. Let's end from here. You know Cain and Abel? Yes. Yes. Uh -uh. Did you give your life to Christ two weeks ago? You don't know Cain and Abel. If you, come on, let's do a show of hands. If, you if you've never heard of the story of Cain and Abel, lift your hands. You've never heard of it. Oh, wow. So Cain killed his brother Abel. Finish. That's the story. Don't stress me. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Next verse, verse 9. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel, thy brother? And he said, I know not. Is that how you talk to a God of vengeance? <laughs> Even the accident, am I a brother's keeper? Even my mama, they shake it like this. <laughs> That's my mom. Try and with time when you smoke. Even the shake it, she did like just down. <laughs> She's 67. In her 40s. You just see, pew, 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 and she's running towards you. After 10 minutes of beating you, I will beat you. I say, hey. All this thing you did is just preamble. There are types and shadows for the real one to come. <laughs> and the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, thy brother? He said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? You killed some. Is that how you talk to a, a vengeance God? So let, is God really a God of vengeance? And all of us are here. Let, no, let's talk now. All of us are in this church like this with the God of vengeance. Because as you are praying vengeance for people, they are praying for you too. Are you aware? You broke their heart. They broke your heart. to do cancel. They are praying vengeance. Did you not break their heart? 
See verse 10. Continue verse 10. And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground. 11. And now art thou cursed from the earth which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. And when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength, a fugitive and a vagabond. Shall thou be in the earth? And Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. It's enough. Cain, they shout for God. Well, let me wash me. Let me clean. Let me, why? Because I did not pass. It's enough. That was Cain's reaction. To a God of vengeance. Cain didn't lie on Abel. He killed Abel. No, talk to him, blood. Say, ah, when you speak blood, that's the biggest offense. God, not a quick forgiver. See. Next verse. Behold, thou hast driven me out of this, out this day from the face of the earth. And from thy face shall I be hid. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass. Everyone that findeth me shall slay me. See verse 15. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. Now, miss, even if my picking mess up, not touch him for me. Hey. Hey. Not, not my picking. Not touch him for me. The devil has no right to afflict you even if you make a mistake. It's still illegal. The devil has no right to afflict you even if you make a mistake. See, but if you break the edge, the serpent will bite. If it's by that one, anaconda every Sunday morning. <laughs> Python from the gate pooping. <laughs> but a snake was hung, hung on the tree to take my judgment. So I cannot receive any judgment from the snake on the ground. I hope, is, is this too deep for you? Are you, are you, are you grasping it? Small, small, it's coming in, right? Some of you, this is the first time you're hearing this thing, so you're, you're fighting it. Well, it's just the truth. When they told you, they didn't show you scripture. I'm showing you scriptures. Next verse. And Cain, sorry, go back to 15. Let me see what God said to Cain. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any find him should kill him. Now God now protected the one who killed somebody. <laughs> Uncle Mike, let me explain what happened here. Before this time, there was no document to, push, to punish Cain. Moses had not written, thou shalt not kill. There was no ground to punish him. There was no document to say, if you kill, you will receive this punishment. There was no law. And if there's no law, there is no consequence. It was not a sin. Do you understand? So there was no document to punish him. There was no thou shalt not kill before this time. Is the Lord that determines sin now? Christ is the end. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness unto them that believes. Sila, process it. 
Let's continue. The next verse, 16. 16. Give me verse 16. Uh -huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Genesis. We're in Genesis 4, verse 16. And Cain went up. Can you imagine? So after you receive that thing from God, what should I say? Lord, thank you for giving me a second chance. I have made you too small in my Oh, Lord. After Cain just walked out of the presence of the Lord. He didn't say, thank you, God. He said, God, thank you. You're on too much now. Let me, let me fake you, person. He walked out of, and dwelt in a land called Nod on the East Eden. Next verse, 17. And Cain knew his wife. This boy that God called, give person belly. The cause did not affect his potency. No, let's examine this cause. Because at the end of the day, you may say, Lord, cost me, cost me. See, she conceived and bare Enoch. And he built, this guy built a city, the one that you say God cost. Not a house. He built a city and called the name of the city after his son. This is the one. And his son was Enoch that walked with God. After him, Papa keep person. There's something about this cost of God in my mind person. Then you, generational sin. Generational cost. One small foul when they keep for any region show. Now they are fetching a full family. You know the shame. You know the shame. No, 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 One abortion from secondary school is what is following you, giving you bad luck. One thing, you are the one doing yourself. Acts 13, 38 and 39. Students and close. Protocol, anybody? Acts 13, 38 and 39. Let me explain justification to you. Justification. Justification. And then we'll go to Colossians 1, verse 14. 2, 14. Give me TPT. Where is my... Come here. I'm closing. Be, I want to explain what justification means to you. Be it known to you, therefore, men and brethren, that through his name, this man is preached unto you forgiveness of sins. Next verse. And by him, all that believe are justified. Kai. Not a, you are justified from? Can, you, know, you know what you have done now. I know you look very holy this morning. Like God's first cousin. Like you never, even when you came out from your mother's womb, you didn't cry, you speak a tongue. That's how you came out. Never had done anything messed up. Your bloodline is pure. Only we are white, inside and outside. I know. But there are some of us in this room. If they put our tape here. No, I'm talking to your neighbor, not you, not you.
It says by him, we are justified from all things. Let me explain justification. So, I'm sleeping in my house, having fun with my family, and then the window breaks open, somebody shows up with axe and machete, trying to take advantage of me and my family. I pull up my rifle, AK-47, fire on the head. Imagine if you will. He jumps down in surrender. Hey, hey, I get to him, hold him to his neck, unveil and see him. He's my friend's son. I can't kill him because he's my friend's son. So I look at him and I say, why are you doing this nonsense? I would have killed you. But I love your father. He's a good man. And then I let him go because of his father. He is now forgiven. But let me explain justification to you. The next morning, I'm talking to my other neighbor. And I said, come. Do you know what happened last night? Mr. Emmanuel's son came. That guy, Omila. <laughs> Omila. So you go, you go need to beef up your security. Oh. This house, no, this area, no, no, my. Omila. Heavy Omila. He breaks. See, see my window. He breaks window now. As now you're, I come back here and you're humble. At that very moment, he is forgiven but not justified. Because there's still a record against him. There's still memory about what he's done. There's still a document against him. Forgiven but not justified. When God forgives us, it comes with justification. That's what Ephesus is. So Colossians chapter 1. This is Colossians chapter 2 that we read. First service, bring it up. Give me TPT, TPT. Colossians 2, 14. Give me TPT. So it takes away. It says, he canceled every legal violation we had on our record. And the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all. Our sins. Our stained soul. He deleted it all. And they cannot be retrieved. Everything we were once in Adam has been backdated. That's the word. Because they feel like those of us who are pastor's kids, our parents have dealt with certain demons. It's lack of understanding. The blood of Jesus dealt with it to Adam. Has been placed on the cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. So when God sees you, he has no record. For there is therefore now to them who are and if any man be, he is new. You are not a renovation. You are not an upgraded version. You are not a refurbishment. You are new creation. And this brings me to my story of the prodigal son. We're closing now. The father divided the wealth into two. But his older brother didn't know that he owned the other one. If they divided it into two and you have two sons, who has the other one? He knows Abimas. But this guy went out and wasted everything. But the Bible says he came to himself. Give me from verse, from verse 7. He came to himself and said, How many higher servants of my father have bread enough 
to spare and I perish with hunger. Verse 18. Let's go. Verse 18. I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Verse 19. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of thy hired. Your sins doesn't remove you from the family of God. Because before you had an off course, you were offspring. And off, off course can't change offspring. And even if you mess up as offspring, there's offset to take you back to offspring. Next verse. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet away far off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck. That's the same word. And the Holy Ghost fell on them. Embrace. Compassion. Fell on his neck and kissed him. Verse 21. 21. And the son said to the father, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And in thy sight, I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Before he said, make me one of thy servants. The father, next verse. The father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. He went with robe. But when he was coming back, he's receiving the best robe. Because once you are justified, it comes with restoration. It comes with restoration. I decree and declare everything that you have lost, missing, is coming back to you. Not for you, maybe your neighbor. I said I decree everything that you have lost is coming back to you. He left with robe, but now he has the best robe. Put it on him and bring forth the ring. The ring speaks of the credit card, his economy. He left with a ring. He came back. The father gave him his ring. Give him a ring. Restore his economy. And put shoes on his feet. Moses was a servant. It's hard to say this. A faithful servant is not as powerful as a useless son. This is a useless son. I'll say it again. You figure it at home. A faithful servant doesn't have inheritance like a useless son. So Moses came on the ground. They said, pull your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. Prodigal son came. They said, give him shoes. Because you are a son. I feel the anointing of the Lord in this room. Give him shoes. What my mother here would have done was he was smelling like swine. She would have pulled me to the bathroom, gave me a lecture of my life, bathed me first before giving me the new clothes. The father didn't care about his smell because your smell and your look are not the same. You can smell like what you have done. He still puts on you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh God. Oh God. So outside there, he fixed him outside of the palace, sir, so that he couldn't return back, not looking like a prince. So when he came back in, he didn't look like he left. They fixed him outside of the palace. He came back in the palace. Nobody would really know that something had gone wrong. The next verse, verse 23. Bring the shoe. Bring the fatted calf, not a fatted calf. Because the substitute is either a lamb or a man. Oh. So when he left, the father had the calf that he was just fattening 
my son will be back. And when he comes back, this Lamb of God, this Lamb of God will bear the consequences of his mess up. That he may be restored. Bring defatted calf. Definite article. Defatted calf. Not a fatted calf. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. I am the lamb of God. Bring the fatted calf. Kill this fatted calf. Son, don't worry about your mess up. The blood of Jesus. And let's make merry. Then he said, for my son was dead. Uh, because Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. Jesus came to make dead people live. For my son was dead, but now he's alive. He was lost, and now he's found. And they began to make merry. I announced the season of celebration in your house. Oh, that's not for everybody. Okay, it's fine. Manny, fix my hand mic for me quickly. That I announced the season of celebration in your house. Okay. I keep announcing it. What I'm saying to you is that justification is activating restoration in your home. Now that you now know that you are justified, I decree and declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get ready for restoration. Oh my God. I said get ready for restoration. God says the Lord is time for more. Everything that the canker woman, the caterpillar, has stolen from your life, God said to tell you, I'm about to restore. I don't know whose word is this. I don't know where you're standing or sitting in this building. Everything the devil took from you, where you were sleeping and you were not alert, God sent me to tell you, the prodigal son is back. Your ring is waiting for you. Your gown is waiting for you. Your room is still waiting for you. The palace is expecting you. God has come to embrace you on the street. I don't know whose word is this. I don't care what you have lost, what left your life. God wants me to tell you, get ready for the biggest break yet. Get ready for the biggest break yet. If it's not you, maybe your neighbor and his fan. But God sent me to tell somebody this morning, I don't know whose word is this this morning. Get ready for the biggest break of your life. Restoration is coming. I said restoration is coming. Oh, Pokosha. I said restoration is coming. Lift up your heads, O ye gate. Be ye lifted up, ye ancient everlasting dust, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? He's the commander-in-chief of the armed forces of the heavens and the earth. Jehovah Sabaoth is his name. I prophesy over this house. In the name of Jesus, get ready for restoration. I said, get ready for restoration. I said, get ready for restoration. I don't know who you are. Get ready for restoration. Everything you lost is coming back. Everything you missed is coming back. You lost your baby, but God is restoring. You lost the job, but a better one is coming. You lost the house, but a better one is coming. You lost the man, but a better man is coming. You lost the woman, but a better one is coming. For better is the end of a thing than the beginning.
Jesus, you walk through your hands. Shall thank you, Jesus. Shall thank you, Jesus. One more time, shall thank you, Jesus. We lift your hands. Shall thank you, Jesus. One more time, shall thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Move around, slap seven people, high five. Tell them get ready for restoration. Restoration, 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 restoration. Restoration, 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 restoration. Restoration, 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 restoration. Breaking news. The prodigal son is back. Breaking news. The prodigal daughter is back. The Bible says they began to have party. Get ready for party after party. Celebration will not cease any other. Celebration will not cease in your heart. Power will not cease in your heart. Shout restoration, restoration. I said restoration is coming. Power is returning to your home. Success is coming back to your house. Anointing is showing up in your spirit. Liftings are showing up everywhere. I see miracles on the rock. Yes, indeed. It will be long. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of the other. And everywhere you look, you won't be able to keep up. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings. God, I'm tired, but I can't stop preaching. Get ready for restoration. Get ready for restoration. Get ready for restoration. I feel it, I feel it. Get ready for restoration. Get ready for restoration. Get ready for restoration. Breaking news. The prodigal son is back. Yes, indeed. It won't be long. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim one thing faster on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Prodigal son, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. Your wife got pregnant. Promotion showing up. I don't know who you are. I don't know whose one is it. God sent me to tell you, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. It's your time for power. It's your day of increase. It's your season of restoration. It's your season for thanksgiving. Get ready for celebration. Learn how to dance. Sew your clothes. Something is happening. Prodigal son is back. Weeping is not in your home. Joy is in your house. Rejoicing is in your home. Thanksgiving is in your house. When they come by your house, don't hear music. Don't hear dancing. Don't hear celebration. I don't know whose word is this. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. It's your season of celebration. Shout thank you, Jesus. Shall thank you, Jesus. Oh God. Shall thank you, Jesus. 
lost your job, a better job is coming. You lost the job, a better job is coming. You lost the contract, a bigger one is coming. You lost the house, a bigger one is coming. You lost the deal, a better deal is coming. Because justification comes with rest. I see things jumping out of the grave. I see things jumping out of the grave. My God. And I'm a Kayala. Yeah, I see things jumping out of the grave. Everything that was buried, everything that they covered, it's been exposed now. Whose word is it? Whose word is this? As a restoration is coming. From the front to the back. From the back to the front. This is your season of restoration. Throw your hands up. Thank you, Jesus. Shout thank you, Jesus. Shout thank you, Jesus. For God says the Lord, I will restore all the years that the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm has taken from your house. I'm about to, ooh, I hear double for your trouble. 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 Everything you lost, God, is about to blow your mind. Everything you miss, God, is about to blow your mind. Everything you lost, God, is about to blow you. If this is your word, shall thank you, Jesus. Shall thank you, Jesus. Shall thank you, Jesus. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear it. God, I'm tired, but I can't stop preaching. It's not a drizzle. It's not a shower. It's not a sprinkle. It's a deluge. It's a deluge. Your heavens are up. Your heavens are up. Your heavens are up. Shout thank you, Jesus. 